just said, just come out consistently, come out, play hard and smart uh, for the whole 48 minutes. In a world like today, True Color Pod today. But they live on in memory, quite a few of us. And this song is dedicated to We're going to make the step today to better the free nation. Episode 114. You're going to learn today. We're doing this one for Sadie. You already know, man. NBA playoffs. Second round is all set. How about LeBron James? How about Steph Curry? Sorry, Ja, wasn't meant to be this year. Dylan Brooks, ni hao ma. Say hello to China. <laughs> China. Okay, come on, one more time, one more time, everybody, for the spinners. Sadie. Turn up. Without further ado, I give you Free Nation. I'm your host with the band Sauce. This is the Free of Style Podcast. Oh, so special.
Can't cut this one off. If you know, you know. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Shout out to the spinners for producing that classic Sadie. And I actually started off the pod with that one because we've been tuned into the new FX Hulu mini docu-series called Dear Mama. That's right, going through the iconic life or lives that is that were Tupac Shakur, Tupac Amaru Shakur, Afini Shakur, and the whole Shakur family, actually. A brand new series that just came out. It's got f- uh, three episodes out already, and episodes four and five are due out in the next few weeks. And so it's a perfect time for you to get caught up and check out some actual testimonials from the likes of Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and of course, rest in peace, Shaka G. But there's a lot of footage, uncovered footage, never before seen or heard audio. And this is actually put out by the Hughes brothers. Alan Hughes was the director for... Pac's first few music videos, Tupacalypse Now, um, Brenda's Got a Baby. They did the whole thing. And then there was a rift between Pac and the Hughes brothers, the two director twins, surrounding Pac's casting in John Singleton's classic pick, Menace to Society. If you didn't know, Pac was due to take the role of the the Muslim brother who, you know, used, used to be a gangbanger, but now has found the, the Muslim nation. Shout out Free Nation. Free us And so Pac, I guess, kind of had had blows with the, the cast or the, the casting agency and maybe even John Singleton himself and he he burned the bridge and was denied the role and this led to Pac being quite outspoken about the Hughes brothers in public settings such as MTV and (laughs) anytime he was filmed by paparazzi he's like Hughes brothers I'm coming for you anyways I don't think that they ever were able to settle the differences because Pac was trailblazing at the time, but what they did do is put out this docu-series, which is very informative, because it's tough to get new material from all this time. Luckily, they're heavily connected, and they have deep ties to those who were in and around Tupac. Of course, this is also the anniversary of Afini Shakur's passing rest in peace to Afini Shakur who was a freedom fighter she passed May 2nd 2016 so she's been lost for about seven years now coming up on seven years of the passing of Afini Shakur 
and boy was she just like a saint almost uh, a woman an angel that lost her wings and regained them of course if you know about the addiction to crack that devastated a lot of families in the in and around the time of Tupac's um, childhood he had to deal with all of that but anyways you gotta go check out the doc itself and it's a very powerful and moving imagery and scenes Afini Shakur and Tupac's story itself it's something that I've just been begging for uh, going back to last week on the pod when we were talking about new series that we could see potentially from the fallout of snowfall going into whether or not wanda and leon going to be running the drop-in center well this is just perfect timing because we're getting to see some actual factual based history that did go down and this is just the end of episode two when you learn the story of tupac putting out dear mama And I'm telling you, you thought Kanye was crazy. Well, Pac, <laughs> that's a real Gemini. He was preaching to the people. He was a danger to society, that's for sure. A danger to the establishment. Those two white, dirty cops gonna be walking, still walking with a little limp because of Pop. When Tupac got arrested, Freddie can you pick him up on bail. He pushed the tape in, and he told us this is for you. Go out some liquor and I reminisce. Cause through the drama, I can always depend on my mama. Dear mom. And when it seems that I'm hopeless, you say the words that can get me back in focus. When I was sick as a little kid To keep me happy, there's no limit to the things you did Fuck her up And all my childhood memories Full of all the sweet things you did she for was, me She was emotional and Even though I act crazy I gotta thank the Lord that you made me Cause you know, dear mama Is a take from the spin of Sadie Right? And I appreciate how you raised me I mean, that damn when Tupac first played Dear Mama for me, it made me cry because I realized that my son had forgiven me. It means a lot to me that my son wrote a song to us. 
you all appreciate Because it's not just to me. And I cried because I realized it was him saying to me, Dear Mama, I got the whole thing. <laughs> you all appreciate If that's not some powerful messaging right there, I don't know what is. Afini Shakur spreading that Tupac finally came full circle and he understood the struggle. He understood the roads that grew from the concrete. That's that's beautiful, man. When you catch one of these, when you make a song like this, of course it, it's gonna stand the test of time. Of course it's, it's gonna lament the legacy. But isn't that ain't that crazy? Like to know that. Honestly, with every decision that Pac made, there, there came reasoning and a lot, a lot of, of uh, things went down in, in his short life to enable him to make a lot of that, the wrongs and the rights. Woo! Woo! Shout out to Pac, shout out to Feeney. And we, yeah, we're going to be getting more into this FX series. So Dear Mama, that's that right there is the story of how Dear Mama came to be. <laughs> and I think this the series actually starts off with Pac once again shooting the to two cops in the ass, off-duty police officers who were hassling um, a local, just like a, a black man, two white guy, off-duty cops hassling a black man in America and... Pac just wasn't going to let that fly. He was, He's not going to let someone be wronged right in front of him. Pac was all about, let's make it right right now. Let me go right out on the individuals that snatched your chain. Let me shoot the cops that are beating you with no reason. He was just that type of guy. Let's jump from Dear Mama into another series, Succession. What did they call us? The Succesiones? Pause. <laughs> if you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just a puppet here. If you want to place blame, then look to the puppeteer. Jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy. Succession is back for its final season. What is this, fifth and final? Fourth and final season, sorry. And it's six episodes in. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you're not looking to hear who's taken over for uh, Waystar Royco, then you best be tapping that skip forward button right now. 30 seconds, 50 seconds. You're going to need to get a, a solid... 20 minutes ahead here because we are going into succession season four the first six episodes and oh it's been it's been a season thus far last season ended up with logan roy taking back the gambit taking back all the power from his three 
legitimate children. I don't know if Connor is recognized as a fourth legitimate child. <laughs> he is the eldest. However, and Connor factors into this season because episode three, Connor's wedding, is where it all goes down. First few episodes entail Logan Roy, you know, kind of playing playing the field. This isn't my, it's not my idea. I want you guys to flush it all out. Whether or not Carrie, his lovely assistant and fuck buddy, could become a lead anchor for ATN News. Now, this was met with a lot of raised eyebrows from everyone within the company that was asked for their opinion on Carrie becoming an anchor for ATN. Greg had his thoughts. Tom had his thoughts. Logan just really wanted... He, he was poking the bear. He was he was like... <laughs> he was just begging them to poke the bear. Asking, ah, ah, interesting. Remember, that this is not my idea. I'm just looking to hear your thoughts, though. <laughs> Let's see if we can... Think you've given her a slot? Because I, I personally think that that could be a very interesting idea. I'm right? keeping out. She's my assistant. It would be very unprofessional of me to get involved. Whatever you two geniuses think. Now, I want to talk to a little speech somewhere down here in the middle. Man of the people. <laughs> Logan Roy's wrinkles, a.k.a. Um, Brian Cox, just make him look like a kind of a, a foxy type of, fi of figure. And, and I mean, like, they're distinguished marks. The, the markings of someone, someone that has played fiddle with the devil, in a sense, that has been around the block and made some musing dealings. <laughs> if any of those are even catchphrases or, I mean, figures of speech... I don't want to be too cloak colloquial about it, but I I just I love the the markings on on Brian Cox's face that just they they're quite expressive. They they give off a fuck off type of <laughs> type of message. It's like you just like the delivery of the fuck off doesn't quite hit the same if it's not coming from that face and that mouth. He just he always looks sharp, always looks great. I can only wish to look like Logan Roy does when I'm uh, going into my 60s, 70s, whatever age he's supposed to be in the show. And so that that was a little bit of Logan Roy trying to, you know, poke his nose into ATN, act as more of a a silent party in the matter of Carrie trying to get a role as an anchor in within ATN in the general structure. Now, actually, we've we've made it here, and before we get before we say anything else, we do need to hear this message that that Brian Cox delivers. Very interesting idea. Yeah, appreciate you all, and Sid, my partner in crime. <laughs> And uh, from my shout out Sid too. She was in the series Hunters, which I just watched season two of season two came out top of the year here. Hunters, if you're not familiar, is an Amazon Prime exclusive about let me be blunt here. Nazis. Yes, the Nazis 
survived the Holocaust, even episode two, there's a, a big spoiler here. All right, you skipped ahead? No? Well, Adolf Hitler's still alive. Um, but actually, main character Jonah, he plays the grandson to this actress that we find here in Succession, Sid from Succession, is Jeannie Berlin, who is um, a fabulous actress who's got quite the the list of on her filmography. And yeah, it's just a fun fact, if you didn't know. <laughs> Shalom, am I right? <laughs> Period. This is Logan Roy's little speech that he has It'll to be, the ATN news team. Because we're doing great. Up 3% in the demo, week over week. Whoa. But, you know, we can do more. Uh, up 15% uh, year over year. And uh, <clears throat> just, it's great work. And uh, just we're... Real pleasure to have the big man here to give us some uh, some support. So, sir, up you come. Rally the team, Logan Roy. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Fifteen uh, percent up year on year. It's a shame we're up 40 on costs, but I guess, I guess it evens itself out in the end. I mean, does it? There's 15 equal to 40, pal. Is <laughs> uh, 15 equal to 40, pal? Your pal. No. No! Good! Good head for numbers. All right. You're good folks. <laughs> You're the best. Or you wouldn't be in here. But you've got to knuckle down for me. Waystar. I can't say too much as yet. But I'm going to be spending a lot more time in here with you lot. Lies, you find out. I love it in here. I fucking love it! (laughs) Fucking love it, that's right. want to know about three percent week on week i want to know that we're killing the opposition i want to be cutting that throat our rivals should be checking in up back of their chauffeur cars because they can't believe what we did so fucking spicy so true something everyone knows but nobody says because they're too fucking lily-livered. Huh? Fucking lilies. They cannot believe what we said and the fact that we fucking said it. They're fucking jam spheres on the highway. Now, anyone, anyone who believes that I'm getting out, please shove the bunting up your ass. <laughs> this is not the end. We're going nowhere. I'm going to build something better. Big free. Something faster, lighter, meaner, wilder. And I'm going to do it from in here with you lot. You fucking pirates! Let's get it! (laughs) This is Succession Season 4. Boom, 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 boom,
And from then after, Shiv, Logan, Rom tried to get on a, a jet or a helicopter. They were unfortunately told that they would not be able to board or lift off with those three on. So we're entering into season four. There's beef between Lo- Logan Roy and his children because he's taken all, all control away from them. Many people are saying they they might even be estranged. Um, but of course, Connor's wedding is coming up. They're all going to have to play nice there. And Logan continues to try and drive a wedge between the siblings by playing with their emotions a little bit, telling Shiv and Rom, like, hey, I need you, even though Shiv, all she wanted was to run the company, same with Roman, and they are further from running it than they've ever been. And, of course, Kendall is the one that has led the mutiny before and asked for everyone to jump ship and join his and called into question his own father's ability to make business decisions soundly and with a clean and clear mind. And so that that's what state we're in. Like Logan Roy damn near almost died last season, almost had a heart attack in the Waystar building like lobby or like in the, the second floor office washroom. It's like, of course, there's a lot of questions surrounding his health. And this season, it appears like he's clear sailing once again. He's running ATN. He's making trades. He's going forward with the deal with Madsen and Gojo, uh, the Scandinavian outfit. And yeah, everything's going towards, okay, let's... Let's put all these business dealings to the side. Let's celebrate Connor's wedding with Willa. Even though you you know, like, no one gives two shits about their marriage or Connor. They still, they may be heartless bastards, but there's still some, some heartbeat there. There is still some blood pumping through all of them. They do bleed the same blood. So, of course, they're, they're going to uh, show face at Connor's wedding. Whether or not they're actually going to be there for the entire ceremony was another question because Logan Roy was already on his way to meet with Madsen. He invited Rom to come through and delegate, but he also, after leaving them all behind and taking their helicopter away from them, they had to find other methods of travel to to get to Connor's wedding. So there's lots going on. On top of that, Tom, um, Shiv's kind of husband, but also their relationship is going through a little bit of a split right now because of Tom's unfaithfulness and Shiv's. But Tom is still trying to hold on for dear life to his ability to remain on the payroll at ATN because his protection is gone with the fact that Shiv is looking for divorce lawyers currently and so tom is with logan on a jet he's the kids are at the wedding tom has called roman and told him hey you bet you gotta fire jerry we're letting jerry go after 
her inability to maneuver through a lot of sanctions that came towards ATN and Waystar Royco. At the end of season three, they were dealing with a lot of regulation, regulatory proceedings. I mean, Tom was actually looking to potentially take the fall for the, the entire company and their business dealings, whether or not they were legitimate. It was go going through a lot of scrutiny at the time and potentially still are. But with all that behind them, though, let's just say, here they all are at the wedding. Roman is feeling quite nervous because he had to use his bedside manners to try and fire Jerry at the time. And then from nowhere, they get a call. Like, here we are at our oldest brother's wedding who he's marrying an escort who who haha -ha. and then tragedy oh, just oh you shouldn't talk to him he likes to whip it out to see if anyone notices it's a sick game greggy stop playing it no bad hey nice to see you hey guys <laughs> greg's macking on a chick at connor's wedding and <laughs> you heard you heard he likes to whip his dick out but let's not talk to him oh hey hey guys hey can i grab you for a sec no, no. i i Sorry, yeah. I just I just want to congratulate you Don't on everything. Touch me. Get your nose out of our trough, Greggy. So, this is like here we are, two episodes deep into season four. It's already been quite the quite the spectacle, and we're not even a quarter of the way into episode three, and jokes are being had and made, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are just literally getting verbally dressed down by by the Roy's which is we're we're this <laughs> we're comfortable with this this is exactly how it goes you think Mountain is going to tell dad to just fuck off he'll approve the offer is what will happen dad's got to go fucking lingonberry picking with Mattson. <laughs> Fucking puppet mastering the old bastard. The Tom tried to call okay, Shiv, but was sent straight to voicemail. What's the what's the latest from Nan and Naomi? You still in touch with Naomi? Hello. You'll land it. We will pocket that sweet bonus loot. Uh-huh. There he is. Hey, hi. Hi, hi, hi. That's two calls. That's two calls. Are you still in touch with Naomi? Hello. You'll land it. We will pocket that sweet bonus loot. Uh-huh. There he is. Hey, hi. Hi, 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 hi. Uh, hey, so the idea. So let's take stock that Shiv ignored two calls from Tom. Is, uh, the dad will pop by, be dockside, and you guys are up here. And I think that's just cleanest. Oh, okay. Uh, you think he's gonna pop by? Spoke with Carrie. He's hoping. Oh, okay, okay then. All right, thanks. Okay. Wow. Someone's gonna tell him. We should tell him. We should tell him. Daddy's not coming to the wedding. Sorry no, about that. No, come on. Really? He likes you. Fine. Fine. I'll be the wedding grin. Fuck you. Fuck. And here we are. Tom Wansgan giving a call to Roman. Oh my... Hello? Fucky sucky brigade, how can I help you? Hey, Roman. Yeah. Hey, uh, your dad is very sick. He's very, very sick. What? What? Uh, it's, it's okay. Tom is apparently dad's sick. Uh, what do you mean he's sick? Like, sick what? like...
Like, he, he is a sick fuck. I mean, he spawned me, and I like to jerk off to old fannies. What's going on? Tom? <laughs> Tom, are you still there? <laughs> What's going on? What is it? Is he okay? Who's with him? Serious Seri what? It is very, very bad. It seems very bad. I'm so sorry to call you like this. Can you put him on the phone? Who's there? Tom, what's going on? What, what um, happened? So he was short of breath, and he went into the bathroom, and he was gone. And then what was? Uh, someone heard something, and he was. Uh, we were concerned. And then they went in there. They, they went in. They broke in. They broke in. They, uh, they, uh, they had the key, and they got in there. And, but he's not Is responsive. He's, he's still in there. Or did he's 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 non-responsive. Yeah, Is he talking? Can he can he talk? Is he breathing? They're doing chest compressions. Oh, fuck. And that is how we found out that Logan Roy is on his deathbed, essentially. Episode 3, Connor's Wedding. We don't know if it's a joke. We don't know if... Nothing's been confirmed yet. We haven't seen anything. All we can tell is Tom is looking visibly distraught. He's tried to call Shiv twice, been sent to voicemail. And then he's proceeded to call Roman. And now... And he's already been in concert with Roman earlier today with the, the phone call about firing Jerry. And there's just so many sides of this and the way that they shot this this scene and this film, it's like they're in the middle of nowhere. They're on a cruise ship f to celebrate the ceremony between Connor and Willa. And that it's, it's just a lot of chaos is happening. And Logan's in the air with Tom, Frank, Christy, and others. It's a complete mess, but there's nothing they that they can do about it. They're all divided. Essentially, the, the Roys have been divided and conquered by Mother Nature herself with the children out at sea and the, the parent in the sky and then all the vultures swarming around to and fro from everywhere between it's just it was really nuts and the amount of tension in the air throughout this episode and future episodes just like you cut it with a knife it's palpable and gotta love like how they decided to ultimately kill off logan roy so if if we go further on in the episode shiv is brought into the room um they continue to speak to Logan, who is unconscious at the time, but has a heartbeat. Uh, even though you fuck it, I don't know. I can't. I can't forgive you. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, I, I. Uh, it's okay, um, and 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 I love you. Uh. And then Shiv gets the news. He, uh, uh, I don't know. It's bad, and uh, they're doing chest compressions. What? 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 Kids? I don't know everything. Um, He's with Tom and Frank and Carl, and they're on the line to doctors, and uh, oh, okay. I don't know, he was in the bathroom, and he had trouble breathing, 
I, I don't know, uh, and, and they started doing chest compressions, and he was still breathing a minute okay. ago, but it's, it's very bad. It's, yeah, so she was coming. Bad, uh, Okay. Uh, they, they, they think he's gone. Yeah, what? They think he's gone. What happened? What? Uh, you mean? Well, they think, they think Dad died. What? Yeah. No. I'm sorry. No. Um, no, I can't have that. Hey, hey, Tom. Hey, can she do it? Can Shiv uh, speak to him? To can, you, can you, ear, can you just put her next to, to his ear? Okay. I'm, I'm... We're not having you gone, Logan. You you better come back. The children need you. They they might have told you to fuck off. They might have told you that they fucking hate you, but not like this, Logan. You to Shiv. Hey, Shiv, I'm putting you by his ear. Okay. Uh, is he hearing? Is he still hearing? Uh, I don't know, but I'm putting you there, okay? And you're by his ear. You can go now. You're talking to him now. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hey. Hey, Dad. Uh, hello. Um, you're gonna be okay. And I'm sorry. It, it, uh, is he dead? I don't, I don't know if he's dead. Is he fucking dead? I don't know. Classic. <laughs> am I am I talking to a corpse? I feel like this is necrophilia. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm supposed to try and lick his ear? Tom? Tom? I'm getting no response. Is he even alive? Are you just being nice to me? Is he gone? He's, uh, I don't, I don't know. We, he, uh, we don't know. We don't know. Okay, I'm putting you back there. Okay. He's, he's somewhere in between. He's in castration. Uh, okay. He's still well, getting his hail, um, hail marys. You're back in the ear. Okay, just um, just like go private, peace somewhere private. Just speak. It's weird, but speak. Okay, like you uh, never know, he might hear you. Uh, Dad. Um, hey. Dad. We're we're gonna let Shiv have her moment with her father there. So, a lot going on, as you can tell. We were worried about everything but Logan Roy passing, and then there he goes on on a jet. I guess they probably don't advise people with heart conditions and just just like yeah if you're 76 years old don't go on a on a private jet to middle of fucking northern europe it's probably not advised the character's meant to be 84 years old so the surrounding matters or i mean surrounding episodes and scenes after that are dealing with how are they supposed to feel that their their father's gone? They they still feel a lot like how Kendall spoke to him near his ear there. Like, I can't forgive you. I still hate you, but it's okay. I still love you. <laughs> so it's kind of like a balance between those emotions because, of course, he's done so much to them. He's held them back for so long, but he's also continued to make his own company bigger than ever arguably so he's he's just not really set his children up but he has really set he set them up well so it's those two things they just they feel like they could have had more love and they feel like they could have also had more of ego stroking with regards to their own business endeavors as well and they really get no time to make sense of it all and put things into nicer terms because immediately they have to start drafting 
their statement about Logan Roy's passing. They know that that's going to affect stock price. And they have the deal with Madsen that Logan Roy was flying out to complete. And we know that he wanted that deal to go through. So that's what the remainder of the season is dealing with now is trying to re-enter into negotiations with Madsen and still get as as good of a deal as they could have gotten if Logan Roy had been negotiating terms or just taking over the company now that their father's gone and nobody can hold them back. It's legally theirs. It's It's their name. And so they have... They're well within the rights to try and tackle this. The thing is, though, Madsen's deal is looking to basically clear out shop and instill his own um, figureheads within the company. And it would be a merger. It would kind of be like a stock swap. It would pretty much just be like um, an outside takeover, essentially, of Waystar Royco. ATN and the whole nine yards. So we had the annual shareholders meet or whatever that is. We've seen that in season seasons two of succession where they all meet up in Europe. There's a lot of activities, but they also discuss business. It's actually quite the spectacle. And this year with themselves and Gojo due to merge their all making nice over there in Europe in episode five. And in episode six, they take back the offer. And now that that they're taking the offer to table, they're discussing what are the possible moves and who's going to get fired and whether or not they should go through with it because they see that Madsen is a madman who sends uh, leaders of frozen blood in the shape form of bricks to his love interests no joke. <laughs> and yeah, he's he's just like um he he gets off to money, that's for sure. He he loves that he has a, a, a big dick in, in terms of bank account and he knows that he can basically buy the world. There's no like um there's no amount that is beyond him and he's having a lot of fun playing this sick little game with Shiv about whether or not that they're a good match because they they both have their own scars. So, so it's it's maddening. It's madsening. But we're also seeing in the most recent episode that Kendall Roy still has a little bit of that about him that ooh, I, I I'm a funky white boy. I listen to hip hop. I I trade stocks and the world is your your oyster, which is essentially what Kendall Roy does best. He mixes some of that new new school trendy business swag and motivational tools in order to spark interest from a lot of his audience, which is something that he's done really well in prior seasons. And now, you know, he, he struggles with the highs and the lows of it all, especially being a former addict. He he is full of confidence, but also there's there's a lot of innocence and um self-doubt that stems from a lot of what you see from Kendall Roy and when Logan Roy's busting out classics like L to the OG it's kind of hard to argue anything against then in favor of seeing him in a more uh, 
involved role. So one time for the OG. A and he Pushing it to the limit. You can never kill L to the OG. Living Plus coming to a neighborhood near you. Come on, he's the go. Brian Cox. Like a pro. L to the OG. succession in weeks to come gotta touch on this ed sheeran marvin gay case which will lead into other news i mean some some segments to talk about i mean king charles getting coronated as the new king of england over the week this weekend and ed sheeran's busy in court he can't even perform for the the king's coronation because He's battling against Marvin Gaye's estate, stealing from the black man. Like, your people haven't already done that enough. Well, hires of Gaye's co-writer argued that Sheeran of Warner Music, WMG, Sony Music, publishing owed money for copyright infringement for Marvin Gaye's hit track, Thinking Out Loud, which happens to steal chords from a certain... Marvin Gaye track. Legs don't work like they used to before. 
And I can't sweep you off of your feet Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Now this is really cheesy. This is really corny, Fred, to do this. Because he, he'd even call it seventeen, which is the real problematic part of this track. But it's all kind of nasty. It's like giving away your chastity, your sovereignty, your your sainthood to this nasty. I think you can already hear what's going on here. Maybe just the touch of a hand. Well, me, I fall in love with you every single day. Trying to hold back the feeling for so long. And if you feel like I feel. Ed, I know you didn't try to steal from Marvin Gaye's classic, Let's Get It On. Come on, man. Cut that shit off. Anyways, we're probably already getting taken down removed from spotify as we speak so just to keep things brief again ed sheeran stole from marvin gay and actually came out the outright winner in his court battle he brought his banjo and did whatever the fuck he did in game of thrones and somehow persuaded the judge to rule in favor of his his um publishing and allowed for the originality of his own tune thinking out loud and as we just heard let's get it on clearly would have space in your conscious subconscious when you're making any tune because it's impossible not to uh, have heard let's get it on i'm sure ed sheeran knows that but because they didn't go through the correct process and way way too clear the samples that he used well now he found himself paying millions of dollars in court fees however now he is able to use and own the rights to his song um outright so it is it's an l for marvin's estate because they were prior to this case i would say undefeated robin thick pharrell happy 
So this is really interesting. It sets a precedent in court in modern age after the fact that AI is coming into music and, of course, a lot of artists are fighting for their own work and to, to own their work. This is just quite... It's a little bit disheartening in some circumstances because you feel like it, Ed can get away with it, but others can't. All in all, we want to say, fuck you, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you ginger ass. One day the ginger's going to come, and I'm going to have to eat my words, but I don't see it happening. Not today. Not tomorrow. But... You stay winning. The jury took just under three hours to decide he independently created thinking out loud. That's ridiculous. Those inside the court said Sheeran stood up and hugged his lawyers when the decision was read out and his wife was seen wiping away a tweet. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you joking? This is the emotions that come after you trample on a legend, legendary singer's catalog is to cry in court and in sheer glee this is disgusting and we we're, we're gonna get ed, ed back for all this because he keeps taking from the culture and, and he's not giving too much back as far as paying respects to his peers okay you did a song with stormzy you were on the remix to an already flaming hot track in Peru. It's not like you're adding to anything, Ed. You're just here to take some of the pie. You're just here to poach. And it's disgusting. These chords are common building blocks which were used to create music long before Let's Get It On was written. So why not pay it back to them then? We spent the... I guess that's the argument. This seems like it was just bad lawyering from Marvin Gaye's side. We've spent the last eight years talking about two songs with dramatically different lyrics, melodies, and four chords, which are also different and used by songwriters every day all over the world. You know, this just pisses me off now. Ed, you can go on ahead and play on your banjo those faulty chords and call them your own, but you know that they're not. And just because you have enough talent to remember four strums on a hollowed out piece of wood with six strings on it doesn't mean that you're allowed to trot in on what the greats have done before you yikes oh i have depression anxiety well you look like it you look like shit <laughs> you always look like a bum let's get out of here i've, <laughs> I've already had enough when you make rob pay robin farrell for blurred lines that copied Marvin Gaye's Got to Give It Up and their estates won 5.3 million in, judge, in judgments and rulings through lawsuits since 2015. This is definitely damaging to Marvin Gaye's estate. They would have basically lost a lot of those funds in this court case. It sounds like it didn't take long though. That's one thing's paying for the lawyers, but when it's not, stretched out for a long time. It says that they've actually been arguing about this for the past eight years, though, because the song came out in 2016. So even though the court case this week wasn't long, it does seem like a very 
strained out process. I guess, hey, this is just one one win for, for Ed. And I'm sure he's going to be... <laughs> I was going to say something sick, but I, I got to stop making those comparisons. So yeah, let, let's just say this is one win for Ed in a long, long career path that is definitely going to wind him back in court if he keeps acting like this keeps keeps moving shady can we please talk about this year's rock and roll hall of fame inductees (laughs) and no it's not flow but leader of the list is missy elliott And of course, we played the spinners at the top of the pods in that song, Sadie. So shout out Missy Elliott, the spinners, Chaka Khan, DJ Cool Herc. All part of this year's inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And this is a banging tune for the summer. Fly Girl out now in your phones. So very excited to see that. Just love seeing Missy get her flowers in this current day and age when she gave so much. Speaking of giving someone their flowers, this has been such a good pod talking about some historical artists. And that brings us to Jay Dilla, who now has a documentary out on FX as well called... The legend, the legacy of Jay Dilla, James Do It Yancey. Of course, you might know him for productions for A Tribe Called Quest, D'Angelo. The list goes on, the list goes on, it really does. And of course, hailing from Detroit, he grew up in a suburb that was going through a lot of transition at the time, a, lo- a lot of downturn, actually. The problems that the vacancy of the steel industry left in Detroit was, of course, an impactful one that caused a lot of suffering. And Jay Dilla came out of that. <clears throat> and I gotta say, the legacy of Jay Dilla did a really good job in preserving his legacy and you need to check that out on FX if you haven't already. Of course, go stream donuts, all that. And I'm seeing this article that the STEM player is offering a handful of rare and previously released music by Jay Dilla for a monthly subscription. So if you don't have a STEM player, you can get one. And for a monthly subscription of just under $2 US, you can listen to 20 different beats from the Detroit icon 
including tracks featured in Dilla's volume one and two instrumentals released in the early 2000s. This is pretty cool. Some of these tracks include Busta, Hambro, Kamal, and Earl, which can all be previewed on the STEM Players website, I believe. That's just like really cool to pair with the fact that there's a new documentary out there. It's great to see that there's still apparently there's some Dilla music still out there. He was just giving his music away left, right, and center. So shout out Jay Dilla. Unlike Pop Smoke we've seen this week, his old producer confirming that there is no more music. And Jay Dilla lived a short life, passing at the early far too young, let's just say. And... The fact that he was his work ethic and workflow allowed him to produce hundreds of beats, like fifteen beats a day, for the over the course of, I want to say like an eight to ten year career. Wow, he's such a legend. He's the goat. If we can, honestly, just throw on a Jay Dilla track right now, then that would be proper. I feel. One of my favorite ones off of um, his champion sound is, of course, the red. You're not ready.
<laughs> Free Nation, are you with me? Oh, some Dilla vibes there, Dilla vibes. Yeah, hopefully Dilla's estate is a little bit kinder to us than Marvin's might be. <laughs> Imagine if Ed comes for his, his now. Anytime someone samples, let's get it on. Ed's going to be like, uh, thank you. Okay, that's mine. Yeah, I'm going to take 50. No, I'm going to take 70. Coyle Ray and Lotto getting into it this week. Coyle Ray actually just sticking up for the petite woman out there. We're seeing a transition. I don't want to talk too much about the body yada yada, but more respect is going back towards uh, a, a more slim character because the 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 narrative got a little bit swayed there. Allah, you know, a couple ribs were were taken out. And, and put it in the backside. <laughs> I'm just saying a couple waists were taken in a few inches. Or the backsides were were brought into the waist. I don't know. I don't know what the doctors are doing. But the doctors were doctoring. And now we're seeing a shift. It, just go look at the Angela White. A.K.A. Black China situation. But here we go. Coyle Ray. Talking about Lotto. More so, Lotto talking about Coyle Ray, and they got into a Twitter spat, which actually led to fans trying to doctor some some video together that they fought each other at one of the uh, re most recent festivals that they both attended. So, I think we can confirm that it was not Lotto and Coyle Ray fighting in real life. No, it was someone someone else some old video but they were going back and forth on twitter about coyle ray's body because lotto dropped in a song that sh she's smoking on a blunt the size of coyle ray <laughs> like just don't talk about smoking about your your fellow songstresses lotto but this has landed her into hot water she says it was a freestyle she didn't mean it taken completely out of context but the coil array lyric is and put it on the floor she says smoking on the gas blunt biggest coil array which isn't that big coil array is given booty she's given small tits and that's that's a-okay we we're here to respect Put more respect, of course, on Coyle Ray's body. We fall on her side in the feud. But Coyle Ray has shown here that she can defend herself just as easily. And Lotto has done a lot to try and remedy the situation. She never meant any harm. You know, she just says that she gets on her phone. It's very... Lotto is actually being quite coy, if, if you feel me. Lotto is trying to shade, throw shade by acting like she just lived the fast life. And if anyone gets caught by any strays, then that's not on her. Because the the way that her day set up is she be don't be seeing any of the shit until she get online. If, until she get on her phone at the end of the day. 
<laughs> it's like that's that's a lame excuse. You should keep Koi's name out your mouth. Lotto, you trying to snatch some of the fame away from Koyla Ray, some of those numbers, because you see that she'd be doing big things on TikTok. You're trying to take out the competition. We see you. We we know what games you're playing. <laughs> but honestly, I'm definitely here for it because Lotto and Koyla Ray have pushed each other further with this feud. I feel I feel like there's they stay trending every week right now and Koyla Ray's got some new music out that we can also listen to now. This one she she recently released two singles, one called Bops, which we're hearing right now. She just featured on Ray's track, UK's uh, UK artist Ray on Flip Sitch remix. The Neptune sound. Had to try. I don't know if I can play that my body track. It's it's a little corny. I can't lie, it's a little corny. Let's leave that there. Let's leave that right there. So Coyla Ray is back once again, ready for a new album. Definitely. I thought the, the album would be called Bops because that's what she'd be doing. And I wouldn't put a pop past her. The trendsetter, big trendsetter, big brr. Give it away, Coyla Ray. Give it away. But yeah, we didn't. Did we really finish up on the Lotto beef? I mean, Lotto went, took the stage saying she didn't mean that at second week of Coachella. She was trying to defend the fact that she's not like that. So she apologized. And that's what we like to see. Lotto apologizing because she's she stood firm in a lot of instances and refused. But Lotto did... <laughs> go on live and I watched this 
She's just trying to say that she's not a gangster. She's a housewife. Like, plural. Like, yeah, multiple million dollar deals on the table. The fuck? Who trying to... Somebody trying to push no fucking gangster image? While slurping on that, she did a little mukbang on that spicy... Spicy chicken ramen. And she got me definitely fiending. <laughs> So not too much, not too much on Lotto, not too much on Koi. We'll see where this continues because Koi Larey has entered into the feud. We got the the Nike, the Barb's versus the the Lottos. What are they called? She she calls them something. Her her lotteries. <laughs> I don't know what the Koi Larey fa fan base is called, but we're soon to find out. These women are going to keep clashing. Get us out of here, man. For real, though, are we talking NBA? Let's get it on. I'm sure that uh, Shaq and Chuck, they must be sick of each other by now. But we are in the second round. <laughs> and actually, Kenny the Jet Smith spotted... Um, with some babes in Miami Beach this this week, so shout out Kenny using his days off, and it's been jokes watching the TNT crew as always, but the series have been seriesing. Nuggets and Suns started off with a heavy defeat to the Suns, playing away in Denver, and Denver actually has taken a commanding. 2 nothing series lead on the Suns. And in the other Western Conference matchup, we've got the Los Angeles Lakers and the Warriors splitting games one and two. LeBron James and the Lakers, with the help of Anthony Davis and co. and cast, were able to get enough of a lead on the Warriors to stiffen their offense and withhold a you know 20 point comeback eventually and take game 1 117 112 so that was massive for the lakers because they could then rest lebron and ad for games 2 given that lebron and ad would have such a exponential of their energy they'd be a little bit depleted going back into game three on Saturday night. Given that LeBron and AD have been playing a lot of the playoffs this way, they seem to be able to kind of have an on and off switch in between games and preserve themselves. So it'll be interesting if they can hold down home court and defend their home court in games three and four. Now, Jimmy Butler and the Knicks on the Eastern Conference have been going at it. I mean, I should say Jalen Brunson versus Jimmy. That's the the marquee matchup of this series. And they have split games one and two. Jimmy Butler getting a little bit of a hand injury of some sort, I think. Some sort of injury. Or no, it was an ankle. Rolled his ankle in game one. Finished the game, but... He was not able to play in game two against the Knicks, and the Knicks were able to claw back 
series to 500, one game apiece. Julius Randle back in the lineup as well. So it'll be interesting to see Jimmy Butler take on Julius Randle in game three. And of course, the 76ers and the Celtics, the C's and against Doc, their former coach that helped bring their first NBA championship since the Larry Bird era with Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, and Ray Allen, of course, Kevin Garnett, what am I saying? All of that. Yeah, all of that. And Celtics dropped game one in Boston because James Harden was able to put on a clinic, almost a OG James Harden performance back to his Houston days where he was dropping 50 or plus on opponents. That's what we got from James in game one with Joel Embiid out. And then Joel Embiid was able to rest for game two as well, knowing that they could sit on that one game advantage and taking home court away from the Celtics for the time being. So in game one, James Harden put up 45, Therese Maxey, it's 26, Jason Tatum, 39, Jalen Brown, 23. Just not enough to get Boston over the line against a Philadelphia 76ers team that is built to win on the road with the likes of P.J. Tucker, Tobias Harris. You're getting enough production from the the starters that Doc Rivers is happy leaving his, his guys in there, especially with Joel Embiid out. They're not the same team, but Harden is able to flex like that. He's able to turn into a scorer when he needs to for his team. And Boston, of course, in, in game two, just uh, took back what was theirs already. They they always had the potential to do so. Actually, Joel Embiid did play in game two, but him and Harden weren't even able to combine for 30 points even, getting 27. So clearly something's got to give going back into the city of Liberty. Joel Embiid is this year's MVP for the league, taking the title away from the two-time champion Joker. It does remain to be seen if if Philadelphia are going to be able to take that extra step this season. And this has to be their year if they want to do it now. The time is now. You don't know if James or Embiid are both going to be fit next season. and You just can't put all your eggs in one basket. I do have to say that it, it feels like the the winner of this year's NBA championship could easily be coming from the West again. Last year, the champs were the Golden State Warriors, and they seem to be peaking at the right time. Of course, Lakers, if they're able to put away the last year's champs, then 13th seed or not, they are here to compete. Of course, a lot of people are talking about Joker and the Nuggets and KD and his addition, what it means to the Phoenix Suns, who already had an all-star cast and Devin Booker and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. Woo! This NBA playoffs is producing Jalen Brunson, as I gotta say, for the Knicks. 
making things interesting, kind of like a ice tray young would have been doing if he had got past the New York Knicks in their series. And so you still have to keep your eyes on the East, but got to say the West is definitely where the best matchups are happening currently. As we Come and get me. I think it's high time we got our tails on out of here. New Swiss Beats album in your phones. Hip Hop's 50, Volume 2. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking that talk. I'm talking Conway the Machine, Big Griselda. Destroy Lonely also coming through with his album, If Looks Could Kill. I'm excited for the week ahead. What can I say? Yeah, the weather's turning up. Get your fit off, ladies, gentlemen. It's a throwback, throwback Thursday. Still not cancelled in this house. My pod heavy, my pod so heavy. My pod too heavy. Why you walk around with a baby 
Shout out Don Cheeto. Yes, please, everyone, come back next week to see more of that free action, big free. Great pod today. I got something special for y'all to head on out as well. Let's No matter how many lashes they couldn't beat it off. How many caches will we see in one lifetime? That's why it's Miles Davis, Kobe. How many clays? I keep that gold book on the ottoman and wrote hooks about slaves that were slaughtered in the 1800s. We live in a new era. So many times do I live at. Now I'm just trying to find where to raise my kids at. Cause they don't want niggas next to where they crib at. Hey, real time, looking for a nice park. I hear that, yay. He always predicts the future like the Simpsons almost. Part of the greatness. Alright, we really headed out this time. Like we should feel the sweat on your face. Here we go. Like we should feel the sweat. Here we go. Like we should. Like we should. Like we should. Like we should. I leave y'all with this. Come on. Just love. To fly, flyer than ever, fly as we can ever be. It was amazing to have this moment with y'all. We'll get there again. We'll get this high again. Don't you worry. Every week, we come with the heavy, heavy production. Oh! So long, farewell. We go. Space, you know, I know those guys. I link with those guys. I go to their shows. They come to my shows. They touch my stage.